0: Hello and welcome to 2018 Must Have Seen TV listeners. I'm your host, Brett White, and I just wanted to hop on here and just give a little update for the new year. <laughs> About two weeks into the new year, so maybe I'm a little bit uh, behind on that. But anyway, yeah, the show is currently on hiatus, as you've been able to tell from the last two weeks without episodes. But that's only because I needed a month <laughs> to uh get my catch my breath um because the holiday gauntlet was a gauntlet and i wanted to take january off to come back strong with a backlog of episodes ready to take over 2018 take it by force take it with gusto so new, new episodes will be back on February 1st, which is a, uh, I don't know, that's a serendipitous coincidence that it's the first of February's on a Thursday when I drop episodes. But anyway, I just wanted to also get into some other stuff that's been going on, just hang out a little bit, because, um, you know, there's sitcom per- periphery sitcom ephemera going on in my life. Uh, for Christmas, my husband got me a couple of books that I wanted to recommend. Um, what I'm reading right now is a book called Mary and Lou and Rhoda and Ted, which is a behind-the-scenes look at the making of The Mary Teller Moore Show. Um, it is essential reading if you care at all about television and comedy. Uh, it's by Jennifer Keeshan Armstrong, and I devoured it in like a couple of days. It is really, really good. The number of uh, women that wrote for that show is astounding um, which was the uh, Jim Brooks and Al- or albert Jim Burns and Albert Brooks wait Albert Burns, Alan Jesus Christ Alan Burns and James L. Brooks really made it a point to bring in as many women as possible to write for a Mary Tal Moore show to make it actually different from all the other shows that have been around uh, and they succeeded. they took in a lot of they gave a lot of women their very first writing jobs ever. Um, some of them even, like, submitted handwritten pilots, like, uh, spec scripts to them, and they gave people a chance, and it's really good. The entire book is mostly, it's partly about Mary Teller Moore, but it's mostly about all the incredible men and women, mostly women, that made this show. Uh, and important to me, and vindicating two episodes that we've talked about Mary Teller show, uh, on this podcast, is the reveal that Murray Slaughter was actually based on a gay man. James L Brooks when he worked in news writing he sat next to a fussy gay man who uh, would go skate at 30 Rock on his lunch breaks and stuff on the ice on the ice r- rink so my uh gaydar for Murray was I'm just going to call it accurate I'm going to say that I was very uh on target with that um speaking of gay stuff uh, my husband also got me The Primetime Closet A History of Gays and Lesbians on TV by Stephen Tropiano. Which was written in 2002, so it is, I mean, it's like, it's out of date in terms of things that have happened in the last 16 years, um, but in terms of a history, it is pretty fascinating, and also kind of a, a reminder of how horrible things were, and I don't know, puts things into perspective of how, anyway, let's not get into <laughs> into sad stuff. Um, but it's also a very good book, but I'm only a couple of uh, chapters into it. So I will probably be augmenting my own uh, blithering about these episodes with information that I learned from those two books in uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, also, what I'm watching right now, if you follow me on social media, at Brett White on Instagram and Twitter, you will see that I've been watching a ton of Home Improvement and Step by Step and Will and Grace. Three... Very different shows. Or I guess two shows that are kind of similar and one show that is very, very different. But I'm making my way through all of those kind of simultaneously. Uh, Home Improvement is fantastic. Way better than you remember it being. Step by Step is way worse than you remember it being. Way worse. And Will and Grace is very good. I'm in season four right now. And I just saw Suzanne Plachette play Karen Walker's mother. So Suzanne Plachette, of course, played Bob Newhart's wife on The Bob Newhart Show. So seeing her uh, was a surprise, a great surprise. And she was fantastic as a con artist. Loved that. Um, Speaking of home improvement, uh, at work for Decider.com, I wrote an article about why... Jill Taylor is the best sitcom mom of all time, and I don't care if you agree or disagree with that. I have stats to back it up, or facts to back it up, which those facts are my feelings, but I think my feelings are valid. Uh, so anyway, I wrote that article, and Patricia Richardson herself replied to it on Twitter, and was very effusive in her praise. Um, at, at P Richardson LA. Uh, she tweeted at me and it was a life changing moment, to be honest, because not only did she thank me for the article, she started giving me like the straight dirt about home improvement. Um, so she tweeted at me, Thank you for this article. I can't express how much I appreciate the things you say. I was the only female voice in the room with producers in meetings with Tim every week after the first read through only one year there was one female executive producer when she quit she came to my door and said you're fucked <laughs> whoa um she continued by saying but i had writers howard Elliot, ross and marley and by uh, this is me interjecting Roz and marley were two female writers two of the actually many female writers they had on the show even if it was uh they didn't have many female execs um but back to what patricia richardson tweeted um, but I had Howard, Elliot, Roz, and Marley, particularly, who wrote great episodes for me. I wanted to make her perfect, her being Jill, and a female perspective where when the men all argued that my opinion was just Hollywood me, my marriage, I called my sisters across the country and went in with their votes. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that um, she would try to give the female perspective and all the writers would be like, "You're is Hollywood and out of touch. And then she would call all of her, like, sisters or friends and stuff and be like... <laughs> I'm right, right? Yeah, you're right. Cool, cool, cool. Let me go back and actually change stuff. And that's the great thing about Home Improvement is that when you go back and watch it, you actually see that Jill is such a match for Tim and not in a shrew, like shrilly, you know, trying to stop all the fun way. Like she loves her husband. She laughs at all of his jokes. She thinks he's like, you know, she thinks he's cute and funny and stupid and great. Like she, she loves him. So the fact that she loves him means that we can, like, love her. Because she's not there to, like, stop the fun. She's there to, like, stop her house from being blown up. So they always give her very proportional responses to things. And then the way that she just chooses as an actress to laugh at the things that Tim Allen is doing, which I don't know if that's written in the script, like, Jill casually laughs while she says this line. I think that's Patricia Richardson, her deciding to do that. And it makes such a difference. And it's... It makes the show super uh, different from like a show like Step by Step, where Suzanne Summers and Patrick Duffy are very, very jealous of each other at all times. And it gets annoying. Um, but yeah, we'll probably be doing more Home Improvement this year. I can't imagine that we won't, uh, now that I've written things about Al and Jill and gotten positive feedback from both of the actors. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be great to have them on the show? Who knows? Maybe that's a goal this year. Uh, on another note, I have started a side project called The Natty Newhart, which is the Bob Newhart-style Instagram and Tumblr that I've been threatening to launch for a while, and it is launched! You can follow it on Tumblr and Instagram at The Natty Newhart, N-A-T-T-Y, uh, which I like the name, um... As my Instagram as the Instagram bio says, natty is an adjective meaning neatly or trimly smart in dress or appearance, and Newhart is a comedian actor noted for his deadpan delivery. Um but yeah, I think that Bob's outfits on the Bob Newhart show are dynamite and I have started documenting them in my spare time. Also because I've deleted Twitter and Facebook from my phone, so when I am getting anxious and need something to do on my phone, I go to Instagram and just post a new picture. So that is helping me clear my brain, streamline My brain process. I also want to now move on to the top 10 episodes of 2017. The top 10 most downloaded episodes of 2017. I feel like people that love stats and facts, which you know I do. Because I am always talking about ratings on this show. I thought I would read just the top 10 episodes, which are actually top 11. Because there's a tie in here. So if you haven't heard any of these, I suggest go back in the archives and find them and listen to them. So... Number 10, tied for number 10, are the news radio episode with Curtis Rutherford and the Perfect Strangers episode with Mujan Zalfagari. Yay, so it's 10. Uh, nine is the Fraser and Winston Noel episode where we talked about uh, them buying a restaurant. Number eight is the Bob Newhart Show, Kevin Hines, when we talked about the episode Caged Fury. Number seven is the Isle of Lucy episode with Katie Healy Worsberg, where we talked about Vitamita Vegemen. Number six, tied, tied for, let's say tied for five, uh, is the Seinfeld episode, where we talked about The Pen, where Jerry and Elaine go to Florida, and talked about that with Laurel Randolph and Dan Simillion. And also tied for that is the news radio episode with Alejandro Arbona, one of our Halloween episodes. So at number four is The Dick Van Dyke Show with Kirk D'Amato, where I talked about the episode where they went to go retrieve a script that they had given to Alan Brady erroneously that contained curse words. Uh, the number three most downloaded and listened to episode this year is The Golden Girls with Crystal Beth, where they played Grab That Dough. Number two, and this is such a surprise to the point where I feel like there has to have been a glitch somewhere that downloaded this episode repeatedly, uh, for some reason, or that I put some sort of weird combination of keywords into the <laughs> show description. But I Dream of Genie with Brandon Beck, and let me say, like, great episode. Brandon was a great guest. I can't wait to have him back on. I Dream of Genie is a fine show. Um, but, like, I don't I would never have guessed that I dream of genie would get more listens than a Frasier episode or a Golden Girls episode. So if there is a lot of I Dream of Genie fans out there, like honestly let me know. I wanna talk. I want to get into the mythology more with y'all. Do I need to do an entire I Dream of Genie side podcast, or was it just a really weird glitch? Because also the the number of listens between episodes like number two and three on this list are pretty great. So I'm confused. Anyway, the most listened to episode uh, of the 2017 was the very first episode Friends with Matt Little where they gang all played poker. So that was 2017. It is done. It is gone for. And now we are going to be moving on to 2018, which is a year of expansion and growth, hopefully. Uh, both, you know, spiritually, personally, professionally. Who knows? I'm just rambling but i want to have you all more involved um so please feel free to interact with me and the show online any way possible uh at brett white for me at must have seen tv everywhere for uh the show um, and that will start when we start doing new episodes on February 1st. And that very first episode, here's what it's gonna be. I will be discussing the I Love Lucy episode, Ricky and Fred are TV fans. Ricky and Fred are TV fans is in season 2. It is episode 30 of I Love Lucy season 2. And you can stream that episode on Hulu or Amazon, or you can just buy it in iTunes. Until then, I do want your questions about sitcoms. Please tweet them to me at must have seen TV. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at TV. And if you like what you've heard, please rate and review Must Have Seen TV in iTunes. And I will read your review on air as long as it is favorable. Because uh, I'm, I'm mentally too fragile to read a one-star review. And also, if you're going to leave it a one-star review, why are you listening? I mean, are you listening because you hope that I get better? If so, give me the feedback at uh, TV at gmail.com. <laughs> and then I'll work on it maybe um, unless I disagree with it and then you can go kick rocks uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White you can read the words that I write at decider.com you can check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com user slash Brett White the theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team thank you to ACAST for hosting the podcast thanks to all of you for listening and I will see you on February 1st when we come back for more Must Have Scene TV